What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps. Shout out the big oh, 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 Francis Ngannou, the new heavyweight champion of the world. He should be. I think the whole world knows. What, like, what are we? What are we talking about? Boxing judges continuously, continuously continue. Boxing judges continue to do this, and just. They just ruined the sport. One judge got it right, though. Split decision for Francis Ngannou, but two other judges, they scored it for Fury. But um, in my personal opinion, I thought he won the fight. A lot of other people thought he won the fight. Uh, I think for Francis Ngannou coming out to his boxing debut, let's talk about how accomplished Francis Ngannou is. He comes over as an immigrant, learns English, does all these crazy things, has this crazy story of how he left Africa going over to France then getting to the States getting into MMA stumbles a little bit um Stipe Derek Lewis bouncing back beating Stipe becoming one of the most feared UFC heavyweights of all time leaves the UFC as the undisputed champion Says he's going to go box. People start laughing at him. Because on paper, if you look at his fights, he doesn't look like the most technical guy. But who cares? It's a heavyweight. And it's also a fight. All he needs to do is connect. You guys ever heard of Deontay Wilder? That guy connects. Nighty night. Fights and takes on Tyson Fury, one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all times. And he went, in my opinion, he went. He won. He won at life. He won in real life. He, it, like, uh, it, it just saddens me because uh, I feel like he was robbed. And uh, for him to go out there and have that type of performance with very little preparation in a sense of time. Um, yeah, we do MMA. When we do MMA training, we have some boxing. We have Muay Thai. We do all these things. But to just solely focus on one art, solely focus on boxing, the, the sweet science, he hasn't had that time. Tyson Fury could come off the couch and do this with his eyes closed. Francis Ngannou was able to put in a couple months of training after all the back and forth with the UFC. Um, people trying to tell him that he made the wrong decision. Uh, he was being short-sighted, greedy. Oh, you're getting paid enough. Just take what they're giving you. There's no other opportunities out there. And he goes out there and the opportunity stares him right in the face. He stares it right down the barrel and lets it know what's up. He's ready to shoot. He shot his shot, and honestly, I think the world, I think everyone would admit that they think he, he broke the system. Now, some people are going to sit there and say, oh, it was rigged. They're starting to think these fights are more rigged day by day. Guys, it's not the athletes. If you want to say it's rigged with the judging, okay, say that. But what are we talking about? You think Tyson tried to throw the fight? Why would Tyson Fury try to throw the fight? Why would he try to carry Francis Ngannou along? There's no point to that. If you're going to go out there, you're going to go out there and put on a show, stomp a mud hole in your opponent, and show them that they're not on your level, and he was unable to do that. You see what I mean? And it goes back to the Conor fight. This one is interesting because there's people out there with the crazy sauce, with the little tinfoil hats on, still saying Mayweather could have ended that fight at any moment that he wanted. Really? You sure about that? You sure about that? I don't think so. You got the bigger guy in Conor McGregor. 
He is a striker. He, he started with boxing. And he looked good. He was the bigger man. Of course, Mayweather's not going to be able to just run through him the same way he wasn't able to just run through Logan Paul. We're talking about physics. We're talking about the actual proportions of body size, body weight, all that stuff. It matters. Yeah, you can have one guy who's so much better. He could be so much smaller. But if he can't get inside and actually touch the guy, what are we talking about? He's got to connect to put the man down, does he not? So with the bigger guy, someone who's actually putting up some resistance, it makes sense why the fight went 10 rounds with uh, Conor McGregor. Was it 10 or was it 8? I don't even know. I think it was either way. 8 or 10 doesn't even matter. He, he still went a substantial amount of time with one of the greatest of all time in Floyd Mayweather. Now you got Francis Ngannou doing the same thing, going the distance with one of the greatest of all time in the heavyweight division of boxing. That says a lot. And I think if you look at, if you look at Francis Ngannou, you can see that he isn't the most technical guy. You watch some of his other fights against Jorginho Rosenstrike. He's out kickboxing him. And Francis Ngannou says, screw all this technical BS and just start swinging haymakers from his socks. Cleans the clock of Jorginho and finishes the fight about 30 seconds later. So this is the scary ultimate equalizer of Francis Ngannou. Like you could say, yeah, it's not the most technical. It's not. But in terms of accomplishing the goal, like if your boss gives you a goal at work and they say, get this done, it doesn't matter how you get it done, my man. As long as you get it done right and as long as you get it done on time. And Francis Zagato is that guy. So discredit his technique all you want. He looked like a seasoned boxer out there. I know we saw him on pads. It didn't look the greatest. But somehow he was able to dial it all in and just look the part. He looked like he belonged in there. And I think he showed the world that the next time he steps back into the boxing ring, um, it's worth the fight, it's worth the money, and he's going to give us a good show. I mean, he dropped Tyson Fury. How many people are doing that? Deontay Wilder, how many other people are doing that? He's, he is him. So I'm super excited for Francis Ngannou. Congrats, and thank you for rolling the dice. Like I said, Conor McGregor, he paved the way and opened up the possibilities for this to happen. But Francis Ngannou kicked that door. He kicked that bitch all the way in. Now the floodgates are open. And now I don't want to hear any more of this BS from these boxing fans trying to talk down on us MMA people because we give it up. There's some of us out there that can give it up, baby. Okay? So I'm excited about that. And um, I would like to see what's, what's next to come out of all this because you see these boxing guys that talk all this crap about that, you know, we can't strike with them, but then none of them will ever come over to MMA. Give me one boxer that could come over to MMA and go the distance in a championship level fight, or I'll do you one better, in a three round fight. I bet you can't get one. You could maybe say Terrence Crawford because he actually has a little bit of a wrestling background. You could say maybe Crawford, but Crawford's not still actively wrestling. I mean, just because he's playing around on video on social media showing like, oh, I do know how to wrestle, doesn't mean the guy is actively wrestling and this is part of his training regime. I mean, maybe it is, but I'm t I, I just don't feel like it is. The same way I said before that Volkanovski isn't training year-round like at 100% like he would in a training camp, but there's people out there getting mad at your boy for saying and pointing out the obvious that we can't redline and rev the engine and say don't compare my work ethic to everybody else's because not everyone is the same as me. Guys, if you're in the sport, you understand and you know what's up. So stop coming for me. Please just stop coming for me, all right? <laughs>
<laughs> this is my sense of humor. But, <laughs> oh, man. But like I said, Terrence Crawford, I think he would make a good, worthy competitor, but I don't know if he's going the distance. Respectfully, I fought with Crawford heavy. I'm just saying there's not many guys who have the BJJ, the clinch work, um, Muay Thai clinching, um, uh, what else would you say, the wrestling pedigree, judo throws and things like that. It's just there's a whole lot going on. So if you think he's just going to come over and just run through people or go the distance and arguably win a fight with a high-level championship, UFC fighter or former UFC champion, guys, I, I, I think those odds are slim to none. That's just, like I said, respectfully. Um, and even when I, when I say that, it makes it more exciting for the conversation about Max Holloway, Ilya Taporia, Volkanovski, Jose Aldo against guys like Devin Haney, Steve Shakur, um, Lomachenko, um, even Sean O'Malley, I'll throw him in the mix. Like these matchups are now more fun and reasonable, and gets the mind turning and kind of going like, gets the wheels turning a little bit, and you're, you're kind of like, maybe there's something here. There's an opportunity for everyone to get a slice of the pie and do it with a high value in terms of respect for the sport. It's not these gimmick fights where it's two YouTubers and we're paying 80 bucks to watch two YouTubers fight who just say, you know what, I'm going to start boxing as a hobby, so it's cool, let's go watch it. it. This is still paying respect to the sport where these guys are high-level athletes in their respective combat sports, boxing and MMA. So I will watch the hell out of that any, any time of the week, any day, because it just makes sense. And you're also giving these guys an opportunity to bust open those checkbooks and get paid their, their rightful due as a combat athlete and a competitor. So um, with that being said, I, I would also like to see Leon Edwards, um, Kamaru Usman versus a Canelo Alvarez. I think it opens up the floodgates for that as well. I know people completely say Usman has no chance. But if you look at Usman and you look at Francis, on paper, before Francis fought Tyson Fury, if anyone said who would have a better chance at looking like a better boxer, everyone would have probably picked Kamaru Usman, just because of how technical he looks in the UFC from his striking department compared to Francis, who just throws something from the Neptunes and lands, and you are just sent into some type of meteoric space after it connects. But I think now we can see that with right time, the right preparation, the sky's the limit for any of us high-level guys who are at the top of the food chain. I'm not saying go get yourself a Ben Askren. I'm not saying to go go grab... Uh, I, I don't want to start saying names, but then... Because then it comes off as like disrespectful. But you guys know what I'm talking about. The, the one-dimensional type of fighters. Don't go get Damian Maya. Don't go get Ronnie Yaya. These guys are predominantly grapplers who don't really strike in their fights. Damian Maya, he, he, he's actually shown some willingness to throw some hands, though. But with that being said, I think you guys get the point that I'm trying to make. If you get the cream of the crop the same way we're fighting, they're fighting the cream of the crop and from MMA going over to boxing, I think we're showing that it's very competitive at the highest level. Like, Conor did good. Oh, but Mayweather carried him. Okay, whatever. Even, even if you want to die on that hill. Francis Ngannou goes, ah, boxing is rigged. It should never have been that close. Guys, you ever thought that maybe Tyson Fury just didn't train the way that he thought he was going to need to train? for his other competition, maybe that's a variable. Maybe that's a realistic thing. Either way, the fight's the fight. You say any place, anywhere, anytime, that was any place, anywhere, anytime. Saudi Arabia, 
October 28th, and that was a Tyson Fury that decided to show up and step into the office. My Polaris match, I've been drinking the whole time. If I had lost the match, guys, that's on me. I stepped, on, I stepped in there. No one gives a shit if I lost because I've been drinking the whole time. You lost, bro. You lost. See what I mean? So who cares? If he decided to show up like that, we can make all the excuses under the sun. At the end of the day, they stepped in there. The fight was the fight. And Francis Ngannou should have won, and he got robbed. That's just my, that's just my take. And respect to the Gypsy King, because he's the fucking, he's the man. Like I said, one of the greatest, if not, one, of, if not the greatest heavyweight of all time, in my personal opinion. I think he's a savage. He's a big dude that should not be able to move the way that he does, but he can. And he's a funny bloke, as they call him, right? Um, I know that interview he had. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. What round are you gonna finish? I'm gonna jab him up, jab him up." Bust up his eyes. He's not going to be able to see. And then under six rounds, the right hand, I'm going to sit him down. And I'm going to knock him out. And I'm like, it's actually funny because the, the British accent. And then Francis starts laughing, chuckles, and just goes, oh, what movie is that that you are watching? That is a very funny movie. <laughs> Francis is the man because just, he's just like not phased. But switching gears, shout out to Nerdfocus, nerdfocus.com. Go get you some. Nootropic energy drink. If you like Alpha Brain, trust me, you will not be disappointed because this is very, very similar, but better, in my personal opinion. I'm, I'm biased, though. I'm biased. Nerdfocus, Amazon.com. Check them out. This does open up the question. We need, we need, I feel it in my soul, John Jones and Francis Ngannou. Because, let me, let me paint the picture for you guys. Everyone thought Francis Ngannou had no chance. They're also saying the same thing about John Jones. They were running with the narrative that Dana was saying, like he wants to fight lesser competition. Some people even went as far as to say, like Francis is afraid of John Jones. Come on, guys, we're talking about two men that fight in a cage. What, what is there to be afraid of? If, I think if anything, this strengthens the argument that Francis Ngannou's mental, the way that he approaches training and the time and the work that he could put in makes it very, very believable that he could win the fight against John Jones. I'm not saying he does. I'm saying it makes it very believable that in a fist fight, that anything could happen when you have a guy like Francis Ngannou that can hit the way he does, can make game plans the way he does, and has the self-belief and confidence that he does. So when you mix that all together and you put him against one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time and one of the greatest knockout artists of UFC history and one of the scariest UFC heavyweight champions of all time, how would you not want to see that matchup? I know people are thinking John's just going to take him down. But John's got to close the distance in order to take him down. So I'm just painting the picture here, giving you guys why this is intriguing to me. Because if Francis can go out there and shock the world the way he did in the boxing realm, why can't he do the same in the MMA realm? And I think this is why I always get bothered when people make fights seem like they're a Sherlock. It's, it's like, yeah, this guy is more likely to win. But when people say the other person has no chance, that's what annoys me. I, I absolutely hate that. It is a fight. I literally just lost TKO to a curly-headed, pink-headed clown in Sugar Sean O'Malley in a fight that I really had no business losing. But that's why we fight. We never know what's going to happen. We never know the situation. Sometimes there are specific variables that go into a fight where you don't really have enough time to prepare and you're coming off a couple injuries and then you kind of get forced into a fight. But, you know, no one cares. At the end of the day... <laughs> no, I'm 
No, no. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I think when you have the fight, it, it just makes it one of those things. So I, I look at this one also like people think Francis has no chance, but that's why you're supposed to fight because when someone believes in themselves, even even say Sean, like I, I don't I don't have any horse in the race of that. I'm just giving the realistic facts of when you have belief in yourself, the same way O'Malley did, the same way um, Amanda Nunes did, the same way Matt Serra did, the same way Chris Weidman did, against all these upsets, that's why you fight. That's why we tune in, because we want to see if something crazy might happen. And that's why I would tune in to watch Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. I think it's very possible that this fight can still happen. A couple things would need to change, though. We'd have to put ego aside and pride aside and try to make the deal all about the dollars, not about who's getting the one up over who. I mean, I think, I think Dana's gonna have to backtrack on what he said about Francis a little bit here, respectfully, because of what the man did and what he accomplished against one of the best of all time. And I think when he sees that, to, to, deny the, to deny the opportunity for not just himself and the company, but for the fans across the world, I think it, it would be, it would be a, it would be a, what would, what would be the word for that? It, it'd be a very huge disappointment. I think we missed the boat on Fedor Emelianenko versus Brock Lesnar. We missed the boat on Brock Lesnar versus, um, who was the other guy that we want to see Brock fight? There was another big name. We'll just say Brock and Fedor. But to miss this opportunity over pride, ego, over I just want to be the one who's the boss kind of a thing, I, I think it would be a shame. I think the UFC and PFL could come together and make this work. No problem. I think John Jones wants to fight. I think Francis Ngannou wants to fight. It's just both guys, John Jones, Francis, Dana, the whole UFC, PFL, they're going to have to come to some type of push-pull. You push a little bit, you receive a little bit, pause, but you got to, they're going to have to bend. And I think if they, if they do it the right way, they can make this fight happen. Again, before both guys are out of their prime. Francis is old, older, and John Jones is getting up there in age as well. With that being said, if we can get this done before these guys hit like 40, that would be ideal. So hopefully they can make this happen. I think there's enough meat on the bones for everybody to eat. And... Um, it is what it is, man. It's just, it's just one of those things. That's just one of the things I'm more interested to see now after watching Francis Ngannou go up there against Tyson Fury the way he, that he did. Um, what are some other fights? What was it David, David Haney or Davis? Um, no, I think that was really it, right? There wasn't really no other ones. Um, other than that, I think... We got the fights coming up. We got, who is it, Derek Lewis versus Almeida? That's in Brazil. As I'm talking about this, Jake's not even paying attention. <laughs> now nah, I'm talking to the wall. Someone commented that too. That was like, because um, I asked you a question and you go, you're talking to me. And they, they were like, no, the other guy in the room, would, which I thought was hilarious to read that in the comments. But yeah, I think it's Derek Lewis versus Thomas Almeida in Brazil. I was talking to Becca about possibly going. We should continue this road trip and go boom, 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 boom. But my friend's getting married, so I can't do that. I'm actually going to be in the wedding. <laughs> yeah. 
Holla at your boy. Yo, damn. Stop hating on me. It'd be your own people that be hating on you. Um, that is that. Is the, what's the co main event for that? Damn, I can't believe Francis just did that. Gabriel Bonfim versus Nicholas Dalby. Okay, that should be a good fight, stylistically. Because Dalby, Dalby's a dog. Dalby actually got cut from the UFC, came back, and went on, on a little bit of a run since then. Um, and he's looked a lot better. I, I just respect anyone who can get cut from the UFC and still are willing to bite down on their mouthpiece and go fight other up-and-coming prospects who are trying to accomplish the goal that you accomplished to hopefully one day become a champion. Because I, I always felt like if you were to get cut, you might feel inadequate, like you don't belong. But maybe you got there a little bit too soon, or maybe you just didn't have good matchups, because sometimes the UFC just doesn't care. They're just gonna, if you lose your first fight, the UFC is just gonna go, here, here's another hard one. And sometimes after that hard one, they go, here, here's another hard one. Thank you for coming, loser, loser leaves town. And that's the way it goes. Um, he's on a three-fight win streak, man. Dolby? Yeah. Look at that, man. Look at that. That's impressive, man. We we like we're like Twitter X pals sometimes. I'm like friends. Twitter yeah, Twitter X. Dolby X. That sounds like the dark side of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. like well, I guess. Yeah. Twitter X. Elon Musk esque. Um, other than that, I think everything's good though. But I I think uh, well. I'm getting back into the swing of things. Three days strong, back-to-back, training, getting the lungs back underneath me. We're going to start looking at some matchups right now. The UFC made some offers on some names. I haven't yet decided. There was two of them that I'm friends with where I was just like, come on, guys. Why are you guys doing this? I'm not going to do that. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's the best matchup, and then we'll go from there. 135, 145. I'm going to keep this a surprise um, until it's definite, set in stone. I, I got a couple more things I want to test out in the room, and then it's going to give me a better idea of where I should be. So I, I pretty much just been asking everyone what do they walk around at, how much do, weight do they put back on after they rehydrate, things like that. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right homework, and I'm not just rushing into a decision because <clears throat> this is just, I don't know. It's just I don't want to rush into a situ situation where, I'm underprepared. I always pride myself on having some of the best preparation that there is out there, so I want to make sure I'm doing everything the right way, leaving no stones unturned. And we could get back in the win column. Well, we did in the Polaris match, but I want to get back in the win column for MMA. Um, I'm not done yet. Got a couple more things I want to do. Um, and, guys, I, the O'Malley bit, I was joking about the O'Malley bit. Don't, don't get your titties in a bunch. Oh, my goodness. You guys are so sensitive sometimes. You guys are more sensitive than the fighters sometimes. It's actually pretty, pretty astonishing. Because I don't care. The guy is living his life. I'm actually happy for the dude. But that doesn't mean I don't want to fight him again. Um, I, I do love the video game that they put out, though. I hate my character. My character looks nothing like me. Um, I do like Marab's character. Marab's character actually looks pretty good. And I like the, the, the picture that the UFC posted with Sean on one side and Marab on the other side because I was like, this is the fight that needs to happen. So we'll see what happens with the Cheeto fight. If Sean is to win, then Marab beats Henry. He has to be next. I know they're trying to rebook Umar versus Sanhagen. So hopefully the stars align. We'll see when that fight actually happens between Cheeto and um, O'Malley. I would imagine they're going to probably main event their own card. 
So February seems to be wide open, probably like that Super Bowl weekend kind of thing. So that might be the pay-per-view for that. It probably would be in Vegas. Um, the Super Bowl is supposed to be in Vegas as well. Because if it is, that is crazy. That is going to be a crazy weekend. That's going to be a zoo, bro. That will be just a complete shit show, and I got to go to both. Um, so that's what I'm thinking that the UFC is going to do. Marab fights in January. O'Malley and those guys fight in February. Umar and Sanhagen probably have a matchup either February or March, um, depending on the recovery of both guys. The shoulder of Umar and then the tricep of Corey Sanhagen. And then you got Song Yadong versus... Piotr Jan, that was supposed to happen, got, that got canceled. I don't know if it got rebooked yet or if Song got rebooked with somebody else because they were supposed to go to China to be an event. And then I don't know what the hell I'm doing yet. So I'm just like in the mix, kind of like dancing between two weight classes. Like, that's what I'm doing. Is in Arizona? Ah, damn. Yeah. That means not far. Yeah, no, it's not far at all, but I, I was thinking that they would probably... Unless they do it in Arizona, because Sean lives in Arizona now. That would be cool. UFC like this, with the tinfoils on the head like this. <laughs> nah, that's above my pay grade. Couldn't pay me enough to have people yelling at me, asking for fights. Um, other than that, man, I, I'm excited for the future. There's a lot to come. Um, we got anything else? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I want to box, bro. Do you? I, I really do. I'm not saying I want to go box Devin Haney. I'm not saying I want to box Javante Davis. I think they need to find like a, a small YouTuber. Like a, like I don't a, want to fight a YouTuber. I want to fight a boxer, bro. Really? Yeah. I want to fight a like, boxer. I feel like matchmaking wise, like to, it's the match, a matchup that would be more appealing is like a YouTuber. Well, that would be more appealing, but I'm a purist, man. Like That, that like, stuff is like, I don't know. I get it like. Like, if a really great, like, a guy who's, like, known for his striking in the UFC, like Max Holloway, goes in boxers, it kind of makes more sense to fight a boxer. But if it's, like, a, like, Jake Paul, when he came out, he's the YouTuber. He was fighting the grapplers. Yeah. So it kind of makes more sense. Like, that, that's, like, the matchmaking style that they use for I follow you. I just think, um... People will be pleasantly surprised that I can actually box, and I just, they'll probably be pissed to go, well, why don't you ever do this in the fights? I'm like, well, I did it twice. I just don't want to do it no more. Shit hurts. That would be interesting. It hurts, man. Especially with the four-ounce glove. The boxing gloves is not so bad. Like, I don't mind it. But when you're getting in there, mixing it up with the four-ounce gloves, it's like, yo, you're, you're a zigzag away from being slapped on that canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> being but folded. Yeah, I think people would be pleasantly surprised to watch that. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind posting that just for people to see, like, yeah, I can actually box. But they're gonna be like, well, who are you boxing? Another MMA guy? I'm like, well, I'm not a M I'm not a boxing gym. These are still striking guys who strike in their fights. Guys who could go to boxing gyms and, and do really well. And they strike in their fights. Yeah, that's the difference. So it would be interesting to see how I would do. I'm not saying I'm going out there fighting the, the world champions right out of the gate. I'm a little bit more realistic. I don't try to bite off more than I could chew. Um, unless it's going to be a crazy payday, then it's like, all right, the, the, the juice is worth the squeeze, baby. But if I'm going in there like I want to 100% give myself the best opportunity to win, where it's like a 95%, 90% chance I'm going to win, I'm going to fight like someone who's like a contender and give me an opportunity to, to see where I'm at. Like eight rounds, 10 rounds is crazy. 
10 rounds is way too much. That's like back to training for 25 minute fights again. I ain't trying to do all but that. If it, do you think 10 minute rounds is like a little bit easier if it's, or 10 rounds is easier if it's in, in, in like three minute doses versus going five minute rounds? Mm, um, like if you were to do six five minute rounds or three, three minute rounds for 10 rounds, like four I, 30 minutes. It's tough to say. I think it all depends on the style. Because if you're talking about MMA, then you're grappling, and that's a little bit more taxing. If I'm just punching, I think I could do okay. Um, it would just be more so tailoring and doctoring my training towards that so that I don't get fatigued in the shoulders. Doing more shoulder presses and things like that. Um, punches with the, with the weights. Doing some burnouts, bag punches. Bop, 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 bop. Blitzing, and then just going static, um, steady, steady. Bop, 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 big punches. And then kind of getting your body used to that, and then obviously you get the sparring in. Um, this, I think this is the right way to train for that, but it really depends. I don't know which one is harder. I mean, I, I spar in the boxing class. We'll do six rounds, and I'm just like, I'm tired. But that's also because I don't really box like that. So when I get in there and I have to use those muscles over and over, it's a little fatiguing. I feel like Francis looked like he was getting a little tired, but then he like got a, kind of a second win. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not five-minute rounds. Maybe that's why. Yep, that too. And then it's also Tyson Fury looked like he was getting tired too, which I was confused because I'm like, yo, bro, you thought this was going to be a cakewalk. He did say I could I could drink 25 pints of beer and go in and beat Francis pretty easily. Yeah. See, that's a, that's the thing. And I, I, know what that, I know what that's like. Like, even when I took that, that silly Polaris match, like, it was a good match, but it was silly for me to do that against a guy who's legit training – um, it makes it impressive that I won, but it's still silly to do that because if I lose, I just look like a biggest, I just look like an idiot. Really bad. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing, dude? Like get your life together, yeah. you know? Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I just want to compete and they put money in my face. I was like, come on, man. Don't tempt me with a good time. Pay for my whole vacation with me and the lady. So it's all good. In Ebervale, in the hood of Ebervale and Martha. Um, other than that, I, I think we're all good, but I'm going to see, I'm going to talk to my manager and ask him, I'm going to talk to Tiki and then talk to Warren and see like if there's any potential loopholes where maybe I could do like an exhibition boxing or something like that. Cause again, it's not, it's not for the UFC. It's not for like, oh, I'm trying to be this boxing star. Is this something I want to do? Something I've always wanted to do. My dad was gonna, supposed to, and me and my dad, we're not very cool. We don't talk at all anymore, but <clears throat> he was supposed to put us all in boxing when we were young kids coming up, and he just never did it. We were, it's, it was me, it was Cleveland, Kelvin, Troy, myself, and Damien. It was five of us he was supposed to put us in boxing. And then my younger brother, Shane, um, yeah, he just never did it. So we had to find, that's how we kind of eventually found wrestling. So it would be interesting to see how I could do with that and see what happens. Hey, don't be surprised, man. I like when people doubt me, man. I like it. You can say whatever you want. Ah, oh, you can't punch something out of a wet paper bag. I'm like, okay, I don't want to break my hands, but with boxing gloves, I'll sit down on these bad boys all day long. Um, but that's it. I don't think we got anything else. Oh, AljamainSterling.com. Go check it out. Funk Harbor coming soon. Speaking of that, I'm about to actually message my, my partners over in the Netherlands and in, the, in uh, London, tighten up some things right now, make sure we're all on the same page and make sure we got the new labels for the Funk Harbor. That was the issue that we had, it was too reflective. So we're trying to fix that. And then once that's done, we'll get that submitted to the TTB 
and then we should be smooth sailing to start taking some official orders online. So I'm aiming for well before Christmas so that you guys can have it for like Christmas time. So that's like the thing that we're trying to shuffle around right now. Um, other than that, stay tuned. Thank you guys for the support. Don't forget to hit the like button and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. And don't take me too serious. I, I, I like to joke around. I like to joke. I like to have a good time. That's it. Stay blessed. See you guys later. Peace.